Hey everybody, we're here with the final roundup. Halloween day, I sat down and watched nine movies. And we're gonna talk about those nine movies today. Different intro, just setting it up with new song. Enjoy that. What we're gonna do is we're going to talk about these movies with a ton of spoilers. And so what I'm gonna do right now is tell you what the nine movies are, just in case you ever wanna see them. In fact, I'm gonna give you my ratings for them right off the bat so that you don't have to risk hitting the spoilers if you don't want to. Here's the list of movies. We are going to cover The Hunted from 2014, which I give two out of five. The Horror Network, 2015, which I give a one. Malevolent from 2018, which I'm giving a 2.5. Truth or Dare from 2017, which I give a three. Tragedy Girls, also from 2017, which I give a 4.5. Darkness from 2004, which I'm giving a 3.5. Island Zero from 2018, which I'm giving a 3. Seven in Heaven from 2018, which I'm giving a 4. And Soli chimed in on this one and gave it a 4.5. And lastly, The Devil's Candy from 2017, which I gave 5 stars. And Soli also showed up. She gave it a 5 plus our highest possible rating so if you haven't seen it just so you know go see the devil's candy five five plus highest rated movie of this entire month no exceptions now that you know all that step inside and listen to what we got for you unless of course you're scared of the spoilers you know there's always that in addition to our tradition of watching 31 horror movies throughout the month, or 35 sometimes, I have my own special secret tradition starting last year where I watch as many horror movies as I can during the day of Halloween. As soon as I wake up, I put on a first movie and I keep it going until I go to bed. You do in fact do this staying, essentially staying on the couch for the whole day, watching back-to-back-to-back-to-back horror movies. It's funny you should mention back-to-back-to-back, because my back-to-back gets broken by doing this, and it's the worst thing I could possibly do to my body. But I like to do it. You do. I did notice that during one of the later movies this year, you were marching in place instead of sitting on the couch. Yep. I got my 30 minutes of steps in during a movie, and that was very helpful in many ways. That's good. Let's just jump right in and start talking about movies. Okay. The first one, very early in the morning, was The Hunted from 2014. You watched it on Amazon, and I see that you gave it the found footage and the ghost tags. That is what it is, yes. So tell me about it. Well, The Hunted is the story of... A guy who wants to film a pilot for a hunting show. So he gets Mm. his buddy with a camera and they go into the woods. You know, so they're trying to film hunting and instead they end up filming a ghost. Only they don't because the ghost is literally never visible for the entire movie. Which is interesting. I don't know that I've seen that before. She's only sound. And yeah, it wasn't great. So two thoughts that I had while I was working in front of this screen, because I did not watch any of these movies. I was working in the same room that the movies were playing. around, yeah. So the two things that I remember from this movie are that one, one of the main characters was the guy from The Walking Dead who saved Rick's family and then ended up dying. Is that who he was? Yeah. 
He was from yeah. very early on in The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, he was not in it much. Apparently. No. And I totally recognized him. And the other thing I remember is that toward the end, they were looking at the Jeep and there was like things just being flung out of <laughs> yeah. the Jeep. And they're like, why are those things flying around? <laughs> and those are the only two things I remember. Uh, that's enough. That's really all you needed. It's not great. It uh, goes nowhere, really. You know, Ghost comes after them. Uh, I think it ends up killing them. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm pretty One sure One of them they for died. sure. Yeah, so What would you it. rate this movie? This was not a hit. It wasn't terrible. I'm going to give this one two trail cams out of five. That's not an auspicious start. No, and we'll see that the auspiciousness is not until later in the day. I see. So then the next movie you watched was The Horror Network. You know, there's something special about this one. From 2015. And you watched it on Amazon. And it has a whole bunch of tags, including gore and torture. It definitely has those tags. So uh, fill us in on The Horror Network. Well, the important tag on this one is anthology. Oh, yeah, I see that. This was my anthology for the day. Uh, Five little stories. The first one, nothing. Nothing happened. And it was so painful to watch. It was super compressed, super loud sound was basically the whole thing. It was so awful to hear, and it didn't look good, and literally nothing happened for the entire event. Was that the one with the phone ringing all the time? Yes. Yeah, that one was Really horrible sound. So that was horrendous. Followed by a story called Edward, which was pretty good. It was about a guy who was like uh, being interviewed by a psychologist and he turned out to be possessed and whatever. So that's pretty good. And then the best story of the lot was called The Quiet and it was about this deaf girl. And it was kind of like a classic Halloween story where she was supposed to get picked up by somebody but she didn't know that. So she ran away from the person who showed up and ended up like hitting her head or whatever. It had some weird stuff that didn't make a lot of sense but it was was pretty good. Then we get to Merry Little Christmas. Can we go back to the quiet for a second? Mm-hmm. That story was so predictable that I wasn't even watching it, and halfway through, I was able to predict what the ending of the story was. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic Halloween tale. Yeah. So Merry Little Christmas was the gore and torture tag for this movie. It was so gruesome and horrific with some really great demon effects. Like there were these twisted creatures that were nasty and disturbing and weird. And it was very upsetting to watch. And I didn't like it very much. It was not a good story. It was just super weird and creepy with really good effects. I don't remember the story at all. Like I literally don't remember the story. Mm -hmm. What I do remember is that during this point in the day, I was actually shielding my eyes so yeah. that I wouldn't accidentally see some of it out of my peripheral vision. Yeah, it was it was not good to see. Ooh, it was also mm. mo- there were also moments where I put my hands over my ears and hummed so I didn't have to listen to the torture happening. Yeah, so definitely not a great experience. And mm-hmm. this this is an interesting note because you know we talked about people not liking horror. And your point at that was, you know, people think of it as the gore and torture and all that. And this, I didn't like watching this at all. It was terrible. And indeed, there are definitely plenty of movies like this. And I feel like we never see them. We never come across them, usually. And it's true. I think there are people out there who think this is it. Like, you're watching horror? You're watching people being torn to pieces by chains? Like, no, not normally. (laughs) 
I mean, not I, intentionally. I feel like we go into that area sometimes. Like mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah, it's, sort of felt like that. But it's so but there was, far removed from there this. There was something, yeah, there was something else to that. Stuff like this is basically a snuff film, which is how I get into the final story of the yes. anthology, The Deviant One. This is where I turned this movie off in the first. 30 seconds. It's a black and white film. It starts with a a little dog running around and the guy like calls the dog over, you know, whistles at him and says, come here. The dog comes over and the guy grabs the dog's jaws and starts pulling on them. And I guarantee these people, you know, have a note in the movie about how no animals were injured or whatever. And I'm sure that dog was fine afterwards, but they were hurting that dog in real life. And that's not okay. I don't watch that. So it was over. It was over. So uh, overall, how would you rate this anthology then? This is a one. It's terrible. I, I, even the parts that were okay were not worth watching. They weren't good at all. So stupid, and then I hung it up. Could give it a zero, but I'm not going to do that. It was just really terrible. Yeah. You followed your anthology up with a movie called Malevolent from 2018 that you watched on Netflix. And uh, I see that this one has the ghost tag and the serial killer tag. Well, I went into this one excited. I've been wanting to see this one as we saw the trailer during the month because two reasons. Number one, it's about a fake paranormal team. They go in and pretend to have paranormal abilities and help people. This was like the brother-sister team, right? Okay. And then the other thing was, in the trailer, the whole trailer is like voiceovered by this self-confidence tape. As it's showing them going around this creepy house, there's a voice going, be true to yourself. You are the strong one. And whatever those kind of tapes say. Interesting. And that just sounded really cool and interesting. Turns out that had zero to do with the movie. It was, (laughs) it happened in the movie. He listened to that tape, but it didn't matter at all and that was upsetting and stupid and the other stupid thing is this fake paranormal team the girl was actually psychic like seriously psychic it's not like towards the end of the movie she kind of noticed it and picked up on it she was psychic for the entire movie their fake psychic act involved a real psychic but she didn't know she was psychic right or like she wasn't supposed to be like they actually thought they were fake right yes they did but she knew she was psychic like she had visions all the time because the one like I looked up at one point and they were having a conversation and the brother said something about mom being dead like yeah. ever since mom well, had died their mom was psychic and they knew that and was like, an actual psychic not a yeah, fake psychic yeah or that you know they thought she was crazy because of that or whatever uh-huh. but it was passed on to the daughter so yeah those were both frustrating and then the whole thing is there were ghosts it's one of those movies this is kind of a common trope there's ghosts but the ghosts aren't the evil there's an evil person and the ghosts are actually trying to save you from the evil and whatnot oh yeah this had some torturific moments in it as well by the way not... <sighs> anytime people's mouths are sewn closed it's bad oh that's not fun but it wasn't you know it wasn't really intense it was fine so the whole movie was it was okay i did not really like it but i didn't hate it like i think uh, let me check this yeah this got a 20 from the rotten tomatoes audience and Ooh. the other ratings are mediocre so yeah, a lot of people really hated this, and I didn't think it was terrible, but I was not into it. I'm giving this one 2.5 gardeners out of 5. Okay. Interesting note, as you were watching this one, I was doing some prep work for my NaNoWriMo novel, Woo! which is 
about an evil foster parent. Yeah. And so there was some crossover, and I probably should have been paying closer attention. I probably should have put on The Lodgers, which I always thought was basically just like your novel. So. Oh, good. Somebody's already that. written my novel. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Have confidence in yourself. <laughs> Trust and believe that you can do it. Oh, all right. So moving on, you next watched a movie called Truth or Dare from 2017. This is not the Truth or Dare <laughs> that I have refused to watch because of the creepy, grinny, stretched out faces. That's the 2018 Truth or Dare. Surprisingly, one year apart. I don't know. Are they remakes of the same movie? I don't know what's going on. This one was a TV movie, apparently, which is crazy uh, because it was it, this was pretty gory and tortury. I, I gave yeah. it the torture tag, which is crazy. It's rated TV fourteen. It is the only TV fourteen rating we've ever had. Apparently, that rating exists. It's basically the equivalent of PG thirteen, sure. but it was really kind of gruesome for I'm, TV fourteen. Yeah, I'm surprised. I will say though that the torture in it was less torture for the sake of torture and was actually torture to yeah. move the plot along. like Of course, the plot was that these kids that are being, they were tortured. being tortured. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's a unimportant distinction. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, what did you think of it? This is one of those movies where people are drawn into a game, which, of course, is always a bad thing in a horror movie. Games are bad. And, you know, they're forced to stay in the game. So many movies have this, either with a you know a crazy rich person who's forcing everyone into his evil game, or in this case, just a demonic force that's making it happen. And that would find you if you tried to yes, escape. Yes, there like, is there was no, no way escape. out of the game. It's classic, also, it was in this movie, is the unescapable house where all the doors shut, and so immediately you think, well, just break a window. You know, windows are made of glass. But in all these movies, the windows won't break. It's like the weirdest magical ghost thing is making windows unbreakable. I don't get it. But it's in a ton of movies. Anyway, it was super straightforward. Like, the ghost demon literally just told them right at the beginning is like, there's going to be three rounds of this. You have to do all the dares. It's 48 hours to do it. Each one takes two minutes. I mean, it's like... It was naming out the rules. There was nothing to figure out. It was weird that it worked that way. But then there was stuff they figured out. Like, basically, they learned that they could share their dares. That was the big trick. Mm -hmm. So that, like, if it said to drink poison, they each drank a little poison. And then they vomited it out, which, let me tell you, I don't believe it's that easy to vomit if you want to, but they all were good at it. So, congratulations. (laughs) I didn't want to watch that. It really did become like a can you outsmart the ghost or the demon kind of thing where like the girl with the who had to pour acid over her head Uh like survived because she used, you know, a baking soda paste first. Yeah. So that's what made it kind of interesting. My note was fun, clear cut rules. See how they get through that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. It was, you've put somebody into a specific situation, you know exactly what the situation is, and the fun is seeing how they can get through that. I like that the demon appreciated outside-the-box thinking. That was totally the whole movie. It was trying to get them to think outside the box. Although the ending was stupid. Yeah, there's debate about the ending on the interwebs, and there should be, because Mm. it's pointless. And it doesn't really explain anything or give them an out. It just sort of, eh. 
That's disappointing. How would you end up rating it overall? I'm going to go and give this one three hot stoves out of five. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite for sure. Maybe it's a low three, but eh. Well, so far, it's your favorite. Yes. But I, I... let's uh, keep going. Your next movie was Tragedy Girls, and this was one that we debated watching through our whole month. Yes. Um, so Tragedy Girls is from 2017, and you watched it on Hulu. It was the one movie you watched on Halloween that had a comedy tag, and it has uh, teen serial killers. It does indeed. Tell us about it. I wanted to watch this during the month, but it was the case where we had just too much comedy already, and there were other comedies I wanted to watch today or on Halloween, but too much comedy. Yeah. Shut it down. This was a really good movie, and it's rated really highly, well, relatively so. At least the Rotten Tomato critics gave it an 81. Other people did lower, but I think those critics are right. It's it's mm-hmm. a really good movie, and it was a lot of fun, and I think you paid fair amount of attention to this movie. I did. I didn't watch it, like, exclusively. I was doing other things, but I watched a lot of it, and it kept drawing me in. Like, things yes. kept happening where I'd look up, and then I was like engaged with the movie rather than able to just look away or shield my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. It was very funny and it was definitely horrific. And I mean, it's the whole movie is about the villains. The two main characters are serial killers and they're going around killing people and you're totally rooting for them the whole time. And of the three notes I took, my very first one was literally just firing on all cylinders. Like, this movie was firing on cylinders that those other movies didn't even have. Yeah. It was super well put together. It had a good look. It had a very um, distinctive look to it. It was super colorful and Yeah, it was almost cartoony. Or not cartoony, uh, comic book-y almost. Yeah. The acting was good. Yep. The story was tight. Like, it was really well put together. I was fascinated by when we got to the end of it and, like, they are, you know, defeating their whole high school. Like, all the people, (laughs) right? Yeah. I was fascinated by how I suddenly realized I'm watching this movie excited that they're winning and that their winning is burning down an entire building full of people. And I was excited for them. (laughs) And when I realized that, I I kind of like tried to turn my perspective. Like, what if these were the bad guys in a movie about a high school being terrorized by serial killers? (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, this is a horrific, horrific scene. But the movie set it up so well that you wanted to be on their side. Yeah. I mean, I felt good about it. Like, it was this place where you're rooting for the bad guys, and in the story, it was fine. Like, I don't mind all these people dying. I don't care about them. They're (laughs) nothing. And these two are the important ones. And it was just, I mean, I guess that's kind of evil and horrifying, but that's the story. It's a comic book. It was just a lot of fun. I think... That the key there is, so these girls were driven by this desire to be recognized, (laughs) right? Like that was their whole thing was they just wanted somebody to see them. And this movie had themes and stuff, as you're Yes, saying. yes. And I think the key to this being a successful movie is that there is a piece of that in everybody these days. Like, everybody, yeah. especially given how big the internet is and how big, you know, the world has gotten, people have that desire to be seen. And this movie tapped into that, and 
it's not a great desire, but it's there. What's funny is this is similar to hashtag horror, but not very. Oh, that's amazing <laughs> to think about because that movie was terrible. Truly horrific. And you're right. This is very similar. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it was it was just really interesting that, you know, like when cops started to close in on them or the the... I want to I want to say the actual serial killer, but they were much worse killers than he was. Yeah, they were. But the traditional serial killer started coming after them, stuff like that. When things were going wrong for them, you totally empathized with them and wanted them to make it out and not get caught. And and then there was, of course, the part where we were concerned that one girl was going to turn good, and that was not good. Right. She she like starts to get her attention in a more positive way, yeah. and and you were. So so upset that this that these well, two friends yes. weren't going to be friends anymore because that's that's what it is there's a point in most movies where the good guys get mad at each other and split apart and i hate that part of every single movie i hate it it's the disconnection. It's and yeah. It's, it's like a necessary part of the arc, and right. it annoys me. And it happened. It annoys you, or it bothers you because it's an upsetting concept. Well, yeah, because I want the heroes to win, exactly. and these are my heroes. And that's why that ar- that girls. part of the arc is there. <laughs> Well, of course. <laughs> they have to overcome something. Yeah. So how would you rate Tragedy Girls? I'm going to give Tragedy Girls 4.5 chloroforms out of 5. Nice. And also guest appearance by Craig Robinson. Always good. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. The girls were former X-Men, right? Yes. Both of them appeared in Deadpool 2. Oh, um, exciting. One only a little bit. She was Storm, so she was like in a back room mm. chatting about Deadpool while he was walking by. I see. Okay, so then off of Tragedy Girls, you moved into a movie called Darkness from 2004. Ooh, we finally have a movie representing the 2000s. It is the very first and only. Huh. Okay, so 2004 uh, from Hulu. And you tagged this movie with the Spanish tag. Indeed, it is a Spanish movie. (laughs) That is not a Spanish accent. (laughs) But it's a Spanish movie. (laughs) I think you need to rewatch that movie, my friend. (laughs) No, I don't. Because, in fact, the entire movie was in English. And Uh, most of the actors were American. Tell me a little bit about Darkness. Now, this movie, when it started, I will fully admit that I was playing games on my phone. But it was not pulling me away from the games on my phone. I was super disinterested when it started. I mean, it jumped right in. It was like... This is the haunted house. All these kids died here. Now we're moving in and already things are a little weird and stuff is happening. But not in an interesting way. Like, it was not slow paced, but it was boring. Like, I didn't care. And so, if you look at the reviews of this movie out there, the Metacritic score is 15. The Rotten Tomato critics gave it a 4. So, this was hated, but I kept watching it and... It really picked up towards the end, and it had a really interesting mystery that had like three or four twists that twisted back around onto each other, and it all came together in this complex mystery that made perfect sense, and all came together, and the ending was good. This was the one where the dad had Huntington's, right? Yes. So I thought that was interesting in that I don't know anything about Huntington's, but the fact that they were using the idea that he was having a relapse into this disease that caused him to act differently. Mm -hmm. 
as a cover for that he might also be possessed. Like, yeah. as watching, they thought it was the Huntingtons, and as the audience, I was having a hard time recognizing, like, is it? Or well, is there a possession going on? Or what is causing this behavior? And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's one of those movies, um, just like Truth or Dare, it's one of those movies where evil just kind of has a plan and makes things work. Like, it was Huntington's, but that was part of the plan. Oh, right. It's I like remember a big at Rube the Goldberg end. machine. It was one of those things, too, <clears throat> where, like, you can try to change your fate... But, but in changing it, you actually just follow the plan yeah, that fate has you, for you. It knew you were going to change yeah. it. So, yeah, it's totally that kind of thing. And it was fun and interesting. So I'm glad I stuck around. And I feel concerned that it really wasn't that boring in the beginning and that I was just on my phone. So I don't well, know. Well, what's interesting is I was not paying attention at all during the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of riveted at, as the climax of the movie yeah. happened and everything wrapped up. It was interesting. It was that very unexpected horror movie that gets better at the end instead mm-hmm. of worse. Very nice. It's always nice when a story has an ending that like actually is satisfying and meaty. So how would you rate Darkness? This one warrants 3.5 colored pencils out of 5. Mm, indeed. The next movie was called Island Zero, also from 2018. You watched it on Amazon, and from what I could see, this was a classic monster movie. Yes. I don't know where it came from, but it sure looked like a sci-fi original. It was people on an island, and monsters are coming to get them. Monsters in the monster sense. It was surprisingly good. Like, basically, you almost didn't well the monsters were invisible so you didn't see the monsters at all but other than through a like a thermal scope at certain points but the uh the monsters barely are in it at all for like the first three quarters of the movie and it's all about the people and how they're stuck on this island because suddenly the fairy's not showing up and so they can't get any supplies and it really gets into the people and it's like i don't know it was surprisingly good and interesting about these people Mm -hmm. and then the monsters were pretty silly and they did some very sci-fi channel-esque kills like my favorite is the monsters they'd have like these tentacles that would wrap around people and grab them it grabbed someone's ankle and yanked on her ankle and suddenly she splits in half at the waist Right, like just right across her abdomen she's just torn in half she had just such out. very little core strength <laughs> It was really sad. I did not like that. No. And there was a bunch of that kind of thing. (laughs) One of the climactic, exciting moments was this woman standing there, and suddenly her arm sticks out straight. And, you know, we know the monsters are invisible, so we know that means the monsters grabbed onto her arm. And she's just standing there, like she's shocked, she's scared, and then her arm pulls off. (laughs) It's just like... Wouldn't it at least pull her over if it has enough strength to pull her arm? Oh no, she stood. She stood. Her core strength was great. Her shoulders were terrible. Yeah, I think she had a rotator cuff injury, and that was that. So one thing that I struggled with in terms of realism, I agree. This movie seemed like it was fairly well done. I thought the acting was good in this one for the most part, but story-wise, I really struggled with this. (laughs) island of people who like they kept talking about how you know oh electricity is unreliable nothing is reliable this happens all the time 
And yet, after 48 hours, they were running out of food. Yeah, they had no Totally supplies. unbelievable. Like, this island would have been much better stocked in terms of supplies if this was something that happened regularly. Yeah, not monster attacks, just no, power just, outages. And right, things. like, yeah. so a bad storm comes up and the ferry can't get to you for a few days or, right. you know, anything could happen. They would have been prepared for at least a month's yeah. worth of being on that island. It definitely had its, you know, sci-fi plotting elements, but at the same time, it was surprisingly good. My note was that it was a cross between a sci-fi monster movie and Jaws, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. surprising. I was highly amused toward the end when the military guy is communicating with the aliens uh-huh. with his, like... <laughs> soundboard that was pretty ridiculous yeah it was so how would you rate island zero it was a surprise to me i will give this one three pork and beans out of five yeah three that's pretty good all right so we're getting down toward the end at this point this was probably seven o'clock at night now yeah i think so you started watching Seven in Heaven from 2018. You watched it on Netflix. And this was one of the two that toward the end where I really struggled to keep doing what I was supposed to be doing. Like I had a task I was trying to accomplish and this movie was very distracting to me. Yes, it was. So tell us a little bit about Seven in Heaven. This movie is weird it almost is the kind of movie where it's not a set of real events it's just stuff that happens that's trying to tell you something mm-hmm. it's about you know the classic teenager thing they you're like oh you guys are gonna have to go in the closet for seven minutes and we're gonna expect you to be making out in there i don't know why that's entertaining for people outside but it is the whole build-up of the movie was very much like these teenagers are having a party and everybody's showing up and it's all teenager world drama whatever (laughs) i was not interested at the beginning of this movie well and i thought that was well done though there was a lot of funny stuff like it was good i don't know if it's good acting but it's good writing i don't know yeah it was it was well crafted and i wasn't paying attention well enough to say whether i agree with that or (laughs) not but just the fact that it was like oh this is a story about teenagers and teenager drama i was like not listening i was able to completely tune it out and it was kind of i mean this goes hand in hand with what i said earlier about how it wasn't like a real story it was silly like a really screwball comedy would be like i don't mean that it was super funny but it had the same kind of not quite real thing going on like the parents showed up eventually at this party and had a lot of really weird reactions like just the best was when the grandma of the kid who owned the house because the kids were staying inside all locked in because they knew the cops couldn't come in without a warrant and the parents were all outside and going come out here we're gonna bust you guys but they couldn't get in but then the grandma of the kid who owned the house shows up and she just walks up to the front door unlocks it and goes have at him <laughs> and, <laughs> and then storms <laughs> away in her house coat and it was stuff like that where it's kind of over the top not real but fun mm-hmm. tons of that in this mm-hmm. movie anyway Kids go in the closet and end up in an alternate universe, which is only a little alternate. It's like a mean world. It's basically 
like normal, except everybody's really rude and pushy and sometimes murders people. And it seemed like the two main characters, like the antagonist and protagonist, had swapped roles in that alternate universe. Oh, where like I didn't think of that. The, yeah. the good guy in the movie, in this alternate universe, he was the thug who was always getting into trouble, and the thug who was always getting into trouble was the good guy who he was picking on. I didn't even think of that, but... Probably that makes sense. Yep. And the other weird thing is that uh, there's one teacher from school played by Gary Cole. Hooray. Love him. He somehow exists in both of these universes as the same person. And like he knows what's going on. He's some sort of magical person. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And then there's a whole mystery of how they're getting out, how they're going to get back. They're in danger over there because the people are attacking them. And then towards the end of the movie, they end up in, I want to say, a third universe, but I think it was just the mean universe again. But everybody had like, yeah, Mm -hmm. everybody had like run away from the house, so it seemed empty. And then they ended up finding them elsewhere and getting involved in shenanigans. And it got really, really weird. Like the whole thing where they were being asked questions and if they answered wrong, people would die. But they were able to turn that around by asking the people in the audience questions that they had to answer correctly or their friends would die. Like the fact that that was possible makes this not a real world. Like it's some weird allegorical magic. So the questions that they were asked and the consequences to their answers were the things that had already happened to them in their real life. Like nothing that hadn't... No, that's not true. The sister wasn't actually dead, I don't think. I don't know. There was something up with that. Anyway, it seemed like like those things were more like the fears of their actual lives kind of manifesting. And then they were able... He was like turning it around. It felt like when you are in a nightmare and you suddenly become aware that it's a nightmare and you can start controlling it a little bit, that's what they did. He suddenly was like, oh, I can do something about this. And this movie felt like a nightmare. Like, not in that it was horrible, but that it was... Surreal. Surreal. Very Mm -hmm. surreal. Nightmare Mm -hmm. world. And overall, the whole thing didn't really make logical sense. I don't know what was happening entirely, but I think there's something there that means something. It was an interesting one, and I certainly wasn't paying attention close enough to feel like I understood what it was trying to accomplish or trying to say. It did feel like it was artistic rather than chaotic. Yeah, if it that was makes so sense. strange. It meant something, I mm-hmm. think. So, um, what kind of rating would you end up giving it then? tempted to give it a three but then i see that i gave island zero a three so i'm not gonna do that you know what i had a lot of fun watching this movie i'm going to give this four bloody pencils out of five nice yeah nice i don't know that i can really give it an an awesome an honest rating because i don't think i was watching closely enough but i feel like i probably would have given it a four as well maybe even a 4.5 it was enjoyable to watch well, speaking of enjoyable to watch... Here's, we're to our final, final movie of the month. Final of the whole marathon. Final of your mini marathon. Oh, is the year of movies over? The year of movies is over, and I don't have to watch another horror movie until next October. You're not happy about that. I'm sort of happy about that. I might have to go watch Head, though, because that puppet movie, <laughs> I'm very interested. Yeah. Anyway, the final, final movie 
is The Devil's Candy from 2017. We watched it on Netflix, and I feel like I essentially watched this movie with you. you I was still a lot of attention. I was still pretending that I was working <laughs> on something, but I was very intrigued by this movie. What were your thoughts on The Devil's Candy? Now, I knew this was going to be my last movie. I- it ended at like 10.45. I could have easily stayed up for another movie. But at this point, my back was aching. And I knew laying on that couch was not working for me anymore. So I sat through it and got out of there. But because I knew it was last, I was like, I gotta get a good one. It's gotta end on a good note. So I flipped a couple notches in Netflix to critically acclaimed dark movies. And I'm like, well, if they're critically acclaimed, this is going to work. It looked interesting. I clicked on it. And blammo, this movie, the thought I had about three quarters of the way through is that this is basically a perfect movie. Wow. I do not know what I can complain about. I do have something to say, but they did everything exactly right. This was, I don't even know how they did it. Every aspect you can think of about how movies are made was perfectly done in this movie. And it's like, it's amazing. And the ratings on this one are very high. Well, the Rotten Tomato critics gave it a 91. On other places, it's got 64, 72. So I guess they're not that high. Yeah. My thought while I was watching this movie, while the movies it most reminded, reminded me of, were Rob Zombie movies. Yeah, there was definitely a Rob Zombie feel. It had this counterculture piece to it. Like the main characters were people who don't fit in. Uh But you're seeing them through the filter of these are normal people who just don't (laughs) happen to fit in with societal norms. And there's something very intriguing to me about that particular perspective. Yeah, it's about metalheads and... It's a movie where, on the one hand, it is also going rock music is the devil, like in previous movies that we've seen. But on the other hand, it's also showing you this loving family, and they like to listen to metal music, and that's perfectly okay. They're good people that really care about each other, which was kind of the point of the whole movie, while they listen to Slayer. You know, it was like recognizing that this kind of person is a normal person who you can hang out with. And... You know, I think I think that might appeal to me because I also have an appreciation. Like people are often surprised at my taste in music. Yeah. Because I have this image, you know, people think they know who I am and then I talk about how much I like, you know, Linkin Park and Rage Against the Machine and, you know, those kinds of bands and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I don't know why that I don't know why that feels relevant in this moment, but it's that what what people's taste is doesn't make them a good person or bad person and and i think that is something that you know culturally we're like oh well if they like pure things with no profanity then they (laughs) must be good people and that's not how it works yeah yeah that is how it kind of is and this was all about this father-daughter relationship which was awesome and Mm -hmm. and the so much theme and meaning to it but also really tightly plotted and whatever. And like it all revolved around this kind of final thing where the devil tells the main character that he needs to sacrifice for his art. And he flips that on his head and sacrifices his art for his family. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty awesome. It was. And Ethan Embry, 
who plays the main character, who plays mm-hmm. Jesse, was so perfect for that yeah. role. So perfect. I don't think I've ever seen a casting that <laughs> worked so well for me before. You know, he had his hair really kind of long and, you know, kind of stringy and he'd pull it back every once in a while. He was super grungy artist kind of guy, but his face is just, and like his eyes are so, so soulful and they just emote so much emotion whenever he was interacting with his daughter. Like he was this kind of fringe guy who so clearly loved his family and loved his daughter and like when his daughter was angry at him, the hurt <laughs> on his face just that like made my heart hurt. Yeah. And again, like people look at kind of counterculture fringe people and think that because they have this, you know, crusty exterior that they don't have any Gooey of the center. more right, they don't have any of the more like like softer emotions. And that's such BS. Like, they totally do. They're normal human beings. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I really like when movies do that and show you how normal, abnormal people are. Yeah. But I, I was... I was super, super into uh, Ethan Embry's acting in this movie. And in fact, everybody. Like, I thought the casting yeah, was, great. was great. And what I really liked, I, I only made one note on this movie because I wasn't doing notes. I was just into it. My note was about how when I see movies, even movies that are really good, that I really like, in little moments in the movie, I'll always be like, well, that's stupid. That's not how reality would go. But I'm going to set that aside because I know I'm watching a movie. This movie didn't do that. The things that happened in this movie up until maybe the finale where it got kind of crazy, everything that happened was how it would happen in real life. Like the girl was duct taped and tied up and she unduct taped herself in a complicated, difficult way that not only seemed real, but I'm pretty sure it was real. Like they actually had her tied up and she had to barely grab that little piece and stick it to the floor and unroll herself. What's funny is during that scene, I was like, that is a minor. Like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, and I looked at it, I'm like, maybe they just, like, have the tape over the top of her. Yeah. Like, that was, that's kind of a traumatic situation to be in even if you know you're just pretending but i yeah she looked like she was really actually duct taped up and and yeah it had to actually undo herself yeah it's interesting and then later on this is also about her there's a scene just a real quick shot that i bet was an outtake that they decided to use anyway it's crazy the bad guy's like beating down the door he's about to get in their house And the mom and the daughter are scared. They're in the front hall and they run to a door to get out and hide. I think it's actually just a closet. The mom runs for the door, grabs the handle and starts to open it. The daughter, they're all super panicky. She runs face first and hits the door and stumbles back. And then, you know, they kind of zip in through the door. And I think it was an accident. I think she actually ran into the door, but it's that panic that Mm -hmm. is never shown in movies. Like she Mm -hmm. was just lost and just ran straight at the door. It was a real life version of what they try to impart by having people fall down all the time. (laughs) They're always falling down. They're like, see, they're panicked. They don't have control of themselves. They'll fall down. I'm like, people don't fall down that much, (laughs) but people do run into doors or like yeah yeah. interesting 
It was really good. It was really good. You know, in watching this movie, I I think I even said to you, this was the movie I was looking for all month long. This is what I was trying to find. Yeah. Well, this one and Seven in Heaven and Tragedy Girls were all good movies that we should have had during the month. Yep. So what did you decide to rate The Devil's Candy? Devil's Candy earns five flying Vs out of five. It's a great movie. Do I get to keep the flying V, though? No. That's just for the movie, not for you. I also will give it a five. I suspect had we watched this during the month, I might have five-plussed it. Oh my gosh, solely. I I might I probably should just five plus it right now because like you said at the beginning of this discussion, there was nothing that you didn't like about it. Yeah, it was amazing. That that was the the thing I was gonna say was it was perfect in every way except that it's not really the kind of movie I'm into. The plot of the devil trying to strike a bargain with you and a serial killer. That's not what I'm into. Okay, so you saying it was that, so good. I am definitely giving it a five plus because not only was <laughs> it all exactly well done, that is exactly <laughs> my kind of movie. Like exactly. Yeah. And the bad guy was amazing and mm-hmm. very realistic. Like he was he was Yeah, he was not all there. Uh, yeah, he he had some mental issues. He was messed up because his parents had died and he clearly was hearing voices and whatever. But the way he kept saying, "Now he's going to make me do the thing I don't want to do." Like yeah. he was fighting it but losing that fight, clearly. And it was again very realistic and very just super well done. So well written and acted. Yeah. I loved it. 5 plus. Mwah. All right, that sounds like the best way to wrap up our month of movies. Indeed. <sighs> I'm sad to see it go. We could do one every week. Shut up. All right, well, if we don't do that, I will see you in 2019, October, for our next marathon. All right. Don't die between around. now and then. Don't die then either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. sound like you're very very old coughing and slapping your knee